14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a dive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Henry From the Tanglewood Studios on the Skynet Global Network, this is Go6 Sports Radio. So welcome to the show, Go6 Sports Radio, GSPN, the Go6 Programming Network. You can follow us on Twitter, at Frozen Rope. That's at Frozen Rope. Tweet at us. We'll respond. We might even incorporate that material into the show. You can also leave an audio message on the Anchor app, and we will incorporate that message right into the show if you have some interesting takes. Otherwise, you can find us on any podcast platform, so please tell your friends about it. Today, we're going to talk about the NFL, what to watch, what to look for, how the season's shaping up, college football, same thing. And as always, we'll update you on MLB The Show 20 and the Saco Bay Sharks. Coming right up. So a couple of observations with regard to the NFL. Uh, there are several games this week. There's not a Thursday. There wasn't a Thursday night game. Um, and that game's moved to Monday. So there are a few good games. And I'll go through them now. Um, but we have uh, the Saints and the Falcons. Saints are visiting the Falcons. Falcons came up with a weird win last week. So you never know what they're going to uh, present for the Saints. And I don't think Taysom Hill was great. So although New Orleans is favored in that game, I think that's going to be potentially a good game. You have the Bengals at the Dolphins. These are 1 o'clock games. You have the Jaguars at the Vikings. You have Vikings are 5-6. and six. They're not very good, but they still have an outside chance to make the playoffs. You have the Las Vegas Raiders coming to New Jersey to face the Jets at 1 o'clock. Uh, that is an early game. Expect the Jets to be in that game. And here's why. When teams come from the West Coast and then they have to play the early game, they struggle a little bit. They tend to be sluggish. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a Jets fan and we want them to keep losing to get the number one pick. But the Raiders are going to struggle, at least initially, against the Jets in New Jersey for a 1 p.m. start Eastern time on Sunday. The Colts are visiting the Texans, uh, potentially a good game. The Browns are visiting the Titans. That could really be a good game. We have the Rams. Now we're in the 4 o'clock hour. The Rams at the Cardinals, the Giants at the Seahawks, the Patriots at the Chargers. Patriots are fighting for their playoff lives. Eagles, 425 at the Packers. And the Sunday night game could be uh, a pretty good one, but uh, the Broncos are facing the Chiefs. I expect the Chiefs to roll in that one. Don't know what the spread is, but depending upon how big the spread is, that could be a big dog on the road type pick. 
small dog at home, big dog on the road is what I like to pick. So if the spread is is big enough, you might want to go Broncos there. Uh, Monday, we have three games. The Cowboys game, which was moved uh, to Monday at 5 o'clock. The Washington football team visits the Steelers. The Cowboys are at the Ravens, by the way. That's a 5 o'clock game. The Washington football team is at the Steelers. Expect the Steelers to roll in that one. No one on the Steelers was happy about the way they played against the Ravens on Wednesday afternoon. And they are a physical, tough football team. In my opinion, they're going to give the Chiefs everything they can handle um, for the AFC title and a trip to the Super Bowl. And the other team not to forget in that mix, I would say, are the big three, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Bills. The Bills are visiting the 49ers on Sunday night. Somewhat of a trap game. It won't be in Santa Clara. Um, It'll be at another location, but it'll nevertheless be on the road for the Bills. So that'll be an interesting game for them to see if they can come out with that one. Uh, A couple of observations. Like I said, the Steelers are a very tough team uh, physically. They did not play well, and they got it done against a gritty, hungry Ravens team the other day who was decimated with injuries. The Chiefs continue to roll. The Chiefs continue to do what they need to do. The problem with the Chiefs, in my opinion, is that their defense isn't good enough. And I feel if they have to play Pittsburgh on the road in the AFC Championship game, if they get that far, and if Buffalo's not in that mix, they get that far, they are going to have their hands full with the Steelers. So I don't think it's an automatic that Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl because the Steelers are a very good football team. So setting you up for your viewing schedule for the NFL this weekend, you'll get your normal 1 p.m. games, uh, CBS and Fox. Some of the highlights there are Colts-Texans looks like a pretty good game. Um, Other than that, Browns-Titans. That may be national at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, Then you have your 4 o'clock games, Fox and CBS as well. And you have uh, your Sunday night game is the Broncos at the Chiefs. That's on NBC. And if you're interested in seeing all the highlights of the day, tune into NBC at 730. They do a great job of reviewing all the games and showing you highlights of all the games for the day. Monday, you have three football games, which is great. You have the Washington football team at the Steelers at 5 p.m. You have the Bills and the 49ers at 815 And you also have the Cowboys at the Ravens. Those are all your Monday night games. The the Washington football team at the Steelers is on Fox. The Bills 49ers is on ESPN. Cowboys and Ravens is likely on Fox Sports 1 or the NFL Network or both. So that's your NFL lineup. Some Not a lot of great games, but some pretty good games and a great Monday for you.
Okay, so college football this weekend. Uh, Coming down the stretch, week 14, the next to last weekend of the regular season. The finish line is in sight, but it continues to be impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. And a lot of postponed and canceled games will give us a very unsettled playoff picture. But this week, uh, number 10, Indiana, faces number 18, Wisconsin. One loss, Big Ten teams. Coastal Carolina faces BYU in a battle of unbeatens. Games to watch for sure. Um, SEC rivalries between Alabama and LSU and number six, Florida and Tennessee will only be interesting if there's upsets there. Um, But the Heisman watch is on. Look for a Crimson Tide player. Even though they're playing LSU and they're 30-and-a-half-point favorites, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devonta Smith, all guys on LSU that could separate themselves this weekend, uh, all guys on Alabama, I'm sorry, that could separate themselves this weekend against LSU. So look for those guys to put up some numbers, pad their stats, and create some separation in the Heisman race. I think, um, for one, Ian Book is a quarterback of Notre Dame, is definitely in the mix there, but we'll see. Um, And then there are 13 unbeaten teams going into this weekend, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Cincinnati, BYU, Coastal Carolina, Marshall, USC, Washington, Colorado, to name a few. Um, In the Pac-12, they have the most undefeated teams. Number 23, Washington, plays Stanford. That's a good game on Saturday. Colorado travels to Arizona. And number 17, undefeated USC, plays Sunday against Washington State. So we'll see if those games start to shake out um, and if any of those Pac-12 things teams can get closer to the playoff. But we'll see what happens uh, as the college football season unfolds here. Pretty much what you have is you have Notre Dame and Clemson getting ready to play an ACC championship in a couple weeks and Florida and Alabama getting ready to play the SEC championship in a couple weeks. Those games are actually, you know, what I consider playoff quarterfinals. And hopefully, if we do have a national champion from the playoff, the playoff is fair with teams in there who have played an acceptable number of games. So we'll see. This weekend is really big with regard to the playoff picture shaping up. So the college football games this weekend. Friday night, there's always a couple of decent games if you're interested in getting your weekend started. Boise State is visiting UNLV. That could be a blowout, so you want to get there early. Boise State's 4-1, UNLV's 0-5. And that game is on CBS Sports. Uh, Louisiana, not LSU, but Louisiana plays Appalachian State. That's actually a good game on ESPN. 8-1, number 20, Louisiana, visiting Appy State, 7-2. That's your Friday night uh, plate. Then on Saturday, you're looking at uh, the noon games are Oklahoma State at TCU, Texas at Kansas State, to name a couple. Texas at Kansas State is on Fox. 
Oklahoma State, TCU at noon on ESPN2. And then you get into the later games. Um, You have um, Syracuse at Notre Dame. Syracuse is 1-9. They're going to be a heavy underdog. Take Syracuse and the points in that one. It's going to be very difficult for Notre Dame not to be looking past the orange towards the ACC final against another orange team, Clemson. Clemson. But um, Notre Dame will win, but I think Syracuse could probably cover. In the 330 game, you have IU against Wisconsin, two top 20 teams. That's a good one, and that's on ABC, and that's one that I'll probably catch at least the second half of as we get ready for uh, the Saturday night games, which Florida and Tennessee play in the afternoon also. But the Saturday night games are Oregon and California. That's on ESPN at 7 o'clock. You have Clemson at Virginia Tech. Trap game for Clemson, 7.30 ABC. You have Alabama against LSU at 8 p.m. on CBS. LSU's 3-4. and four. Alabama's 8-0. LSU will play hard, but I don't think that one's going to be close. You have Baylor at Oklahoma at 8 o'clock on Fox. And then uh, pretty much later in the evening, you have Oregon State visiting Utah if you're looking for a late game. And then on Sunday on FS1, due to some scheduling conflicts and COVID-19, you have Washington State, only 1-1, one one, visiting USC. That could be an interesting game to watch. That's at 7.30 on Sunday night, December 6th. So that'll give you some viewing options for college football this weekend. So as we do every week, Updating you on America's favorite baseball team, the Saco Bay Sharks. That's my Diamond Dynasty team in MLB The Show 20. We are now 67 and 95, so 28 games below 500. But that depends upon how you look at things. Early on, I had no idea what I was doing. No idea how to run the bases. No idea how to hit at all. Still not great at hitting, but we have a 208 team average. That's gone up from like 202. We have a 4.58 ERA. And each of these uh, seasons, so MLB the show, every now and then you come to the, the end of a season and they restart a season. So in this new season, I'm actually five and four. So depending upon how you look at things, I've been playing on a monitor instead of a TV, and my hitting has actually been better. And two of my last three games, I had home runs, a pair of home runs in each of those games in the bottom of the eighth, and closed out those games with what is a nasty bullpen. Uh, Bullpen, again, goes in this fashion. Framber Valdez... Brad Hand, Wade Davis, Garrett Crochet, Rob Dibble, 
Araldus Chapman, and Lee Smith. So I'm able to match up guys from the fifth, sixth inning on. I had great per pitching performance recently from Burt Blylevin, Nolan Ryan, Walter Johnson. So pitching is really good. Need to run the bases a little bit better. But like my team right now, uh, guys, you know, there's a guy that I follow, C. Brev, on YouTube. And he's on Twitter as well. He's an expert. He's one of these guys who plays games on YouTube and he gets paid for posting these videos. And he talks about how you have to be comfortable with certain players despite what their attributes might be. You may, you may be able to hit well or pitch well with a certain player because it just fits your style a little bit better. And for me, a guy like Jimmy Fox, who's one of the best players in the game attribute-wise, one of the best hitters in the game, a must-have according to many, I just was not able to hit with him, and I was able to unload him for a lot of stubs, and stubs are the currency with which we play and trade and buy cards in MLB The Show. So I picked up a lot of stubs for him, and I'm playing Max Muncy at first base. Not nearly the attributes that Jimmy Fox has, and attributes meaning contact against left and right-hand pitching, power against left and right-hand pitching, vision, those types of things. But Max Muncy, for me, has a swing that I can really uh, work with. He just has a good swing. I feel confident with him. The other day, down 3-1, he hits a three-run homer to put me up 4-3. And I just feel really confident with him. So it really depends. In MLB The Show, if there's players out there listening to this, it, you can't always just go get what you think are the best players on paper or on their card. They have to be guys that work for you. And this guy, Seabrev, is one of the best in the business. If you follow him on YouTube, he'll give you card reviews. He'll give you his top players in each position. Very helpful and a good player. So uh, I kind of listened to his advice. So I'm doing okay. We're 5-4 and four in this season. We keep plugging along. And basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to 100 wins before the next MLB The Show 21 comes out. And when that comes out, I will be ready and uh, be battle-tested and learned a lot over this first year of playing. So that's the um, recap on the Saco Bay Sharks, America's favorite baseball team. So that'll do it for us this week. We are going to put out this podcast every week, try to talk about current news from the day, news from the week, and prepare you for all the sports over the weekend and where to watch them. Please spread the word about the Go 6 Sports Radio podcast. It can be found wherever you find your podcasts. Also follow us on Twitter at FrozenRope8, and we'll see you next week.